Hello and welcome to the Christ in Conversations podcast. I am Alejandro, a pastor from Northern California, and today I'm going to have a guest with me, my good friend Kirk, and Kirk is from Idaho. Um, Kirk, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Um, all right. Uh, I live in North Idaho where I do youth ministry and work my church. Um, been up here most of my life uh, for the brief time that I was in Calvary Chapel Bible College. I was um, good buddies with Alejandro, and uh, we've just been able to be fortunate enough to be in the same kind of ministry. So we've had a good connection. It's been good. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, we did go to Bible college together. We were roommates um, down in Marietta a couple different times. And I don't know, uh, the Lord does some pretty amazing things, bringing people together and just creating deep uh, fellowship. You know, um, I've called you up a few times when I needed some stuff, some prayer, some encouragement, some direction, and you've done the same with me. So yeah, that was why uh, you're a perfect first guest for this um, brand new podcast. Uh, for anybody who's listening, uh, there's really not a great you know, grand scheme to this. It's, it's mostly just, I'm going to be doing daily devotionals through different books of the Bible. And as I do them, um, I'll do one or two conversations with close friends or, or people who serve in a similar type of ministry as me on topics out of those books. So I've been doing devotionals through first Corinthians. And one of the major topics there is uh, church division And the other one is uh, the gifts of the spirit. So those are the things we'll be talking about a little bit today. Um, So first off, Kirk, uh, we both mentioned that we've kind of grown up in church and gone to Bible college. Um, Did you hear a lot about the gifts or did you get to experience the gifts more? Like what was your, your, your knowledge base for what the gifts of the spirit are like? Was it all just hearing stories from pastors and friends and family members, but never sing it yourself or were you were you given that kind of opportunity to get right in the middle of it well growing up in the church um being being calvary guy um i i think my church in particular and not necessarily all of calvary does this but i think it can be pretty common is that um we we kind of um don't like shun the gifts necessarily but we don't practice them as often as we we could or should um, and I, I didn't even really know much about them except for just exegetical teaching through, uh, the scripture, but I didn't really, um, see it practiced or, um, or talked about much until I, I got to Bible college. And then it mm-hmm. was, um, a big point of, uh, contention almost because there were some, some students there that, um, had grown up practicing gifts and, and use them liberally. And then there were those of us who um, grew up that way where kind of maybe freaked us out a little bit even. Um, yeah. And so I don't think I, I really had or still have honestly um, much exposure to the gifts. So it's something I've, I've been trying to um, learn more about. And um, there's a, there's a church here locally um, that, that practices the gifts really well, I think. And um, it's been interesting to learn from them about how to use those um, uh, properly and, and, and what they really are for. Yeah, uh, same for me. I grew up knowing all about them, but never getting to see any of them really used. And right. it wasn't until I was in college group or, or community college um, time in my life when I started seeing people 
even open up for a chance for them to happen. I mean, never in youth group were we given a time of prayer where we could, you know, if you speak in tongues, you know, this is an opportunity for you to do that and, and we'll wait for an interpreter. It never happened. And getting to college group, even still, it was very minimal and it was only like at the retreat, you know, once a year right. where they would open that up. But if it's only happening once a year, we end up sitting in silence for 20 minutes because no one knows what to do and no one knows how to do it. And they've not, we, we know all about it in our mind, but we, we kind of need that person to kind of walk you step by step through the process. Like uh, I didn't, I didn't learn how to tune my guitar by reading a book. You know, my brother sat me down holding his guitar and me holding mine and he showed me what to do. You know, it, we need that kind of thing for the gifts. Um, that church that you mentioned, is that a, a different denomination or a different um, church movement than your own church that you've yeah. kind of seen them using the gifts? Yeah. So That's as far cool. as I know, they're, um, I'm, I don't know if they're connected to a denomination, um, but yeah, I have a, a really good buddy of mine that's actually married into my family, uh, through my cousin's side that, um, has a great perspective on the gifts. Are there any more practical ways to bring that in as opposed to like once a year at a retreat or? Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So for example, um, there's this church in Temecula, uh, Clark Van Wick's church called the barn. Um, and every Friday night they have, um, uh, basically a service just for the purpose of exercising the gifts. Um, and they, if there's, if there's tongues, there's interpretation. And if there's prophecy, um, there's meaning like, uh, it talks about in Corinthians, first Corinthians 14 about how those gifts should be exercised. Those two specifically. Um, and that it's not for the, the foreigners, um, who come into the church and it's not for, um, like tongues, for example, it says, isn't for, um, other people because it doesn't make sense to them. Right. But he who speaks in tongues speaks to God. Um, and then he who speaks in prophecy speaks to the people. And then if you prophesy, this is what that looks like. So there's very specific parameters for those gifts, which I think, um, makes it easier, um, to allow them to be practiced just because, you know, very specifically like what it looks like and what it doesn't. Um, right. And so I think that's a, a good way that we might be able to start incorporating things like that into to our churches or our services, you know, because um, just because just of how of choosing a day and, and doing it. Yeah, well, yeah, not necessarily even dedicating an entire service to it, but maybe a portion of service. And mm -hmm. specifically, the reason that Clark had told me that they do um, that service on Fridays is, is because it's spring and it's not for the it's not for the people coming to the church for the first time. And right. uh, there's not people, you know, wailing on the floor <laughs> um, right. and you, you never come back to church. Right. So, right. I mean, we, we recognize that it is a supernatural thing and it is, it is weird. So we have to, um, you know, there's a, there's a time and a place for those things specifically. And right. I, I just like how, how specific and outlined their time is for it um, and how they don't shun it at all, but they just are, you know, if you're going to do it, do it within these parameters, which I, I see it biblically. So, yeah, um, that we definitely have in scripture, the guidelines to do it. And, and we wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to have all those, those um, guidelines if it wasn't meant to be done, you know? Right. Um, 
Paul opens up in first Corinthians saying that they have every gift that they need and that they lack nothing. And then he goes on to talk about how they're immature and how they're corrupt and how they're divisive and how they're tolerating sin. And so it's even, even, you know, the, how do I say this? Uh, without offending anybody, even a church that maybe has a lot of problems um, as you grow through those problems, this opportunity of using your gifts should be part of that walking with Christ. Like, okay, I've learned how to, how to read my Bible and I've learned how to pray or, you know, I've, I've learned how to start serving and I'm showing up and, and they put me somewhere and, and I've, I've volunteering now. And, and now what's that next step for me? Oh, let's, let's start getting you to learn how to use your gifts. What gifts do you have? You know, there's a lot of, Christian websites and stuff where you can take a, a kind of a survey test um, on some of your more practical gifts, like where you would fit in into church normally. Um, but those supernatural sure. ones, you don't really, you can't find out if you have tongues by uh, taking a quiz and you can't find out that you're called to be a yeah, teacher, <laughs> right? Unless you open up opportunities for people. I think that's something that me and at my church, um, me and my senior pastor have spoken about, you know, how do we, how do we implement this more? We, we still want order. We still want the guidelines followed. We still want to be within, you know, what scripture allows, but if we don't start planning it, it'll never happen. It's just, yeah, it's just not going to happen. I mean, if you don't plan to, to evangelize to someone, you're, you're, you're hoping that God's just going to drop somebody in your path and that happens. Right. But if we really want to reach the lost, we have to go into all the world and, you know, find people to disciple and baptize and see them be saved. So I think it kind of comes with the same mentality for the gifts. You know, if we want to see them used then we got to do something about it and we got to be ordered, we got to, you know, follow the, what scripture says, but if, if we don't do anything, then nothing's going to happen. And, um, I was at a pastor's conference or excuse me, um, a men's retreat just recently. And it was about 400, 500 men, from all the Calvary Chapel churches in the Northern California area. And they opened up an afterglow time. And it started with a certain pastor going up and just kind of overviewing those scriptures. This is what it means. This is what it's for. This is what, how it's supposed to be done. And he just refreshed everybody's memory on it. And then he said, okay, we're going to sit in silence and praise the Lord. And if nothing happens, nothing happens. But if something does happen, you know, me and some of the other pastors are here ready to guide you all through this. And after that, um, somebody stood up and said, I had a vision and this is what it was. And it really resonated with one of the guys in the room and we prayed for him. And after that, um, the brother stood up and, and said he had a tongue and he shared loudly and everybody could hear. And we waited for an interpreter and somebody stood up and said, I, I believe I have the interpretation of it. And he shared it. And it was glorifying to God and edifying to the whole body. Um, and then another brother shared a tongue and there wasn't quite a concrete interpretation for it. So they kind of closed that portion of the afterglow. Um, and then the, the pastor that was leading it offered and said, okay, okay, well now we're going to, um, have a time to pray for those who need healing. And the pastors all had the anointing oil and they kind of took people aside and we prayed for people who needed healing, physical, emotional, spiritual healing. And God was doing big things because we opened up the chance for it to happen. And if, if it was even slightly awkward or, or maybe a, a little miss, um, difficult 
for some of those men in the room to go through that process because it's it's new or it's 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 something they've not been a part of often then it's kind of a litmus test for a lot of the churches in my whole area you know um if if it's if it's a little awkward to do it then maybe it's a little awkward at all the churches and so um it's been really nice to talk to you kirk and just kind of get this idea of like how are the how how can we better implement these gifts and and what can we talk about to better explain them and and teach them and, and use them well, thanks for having me, Alejandro. It was good to talk with you and um, have some good discussion, like the good old Bible college days. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you later. Well, that's it for all for us, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, we will be coming out with a... I'll be coming out with another conversation with another friend of mine someday soon, and I hope that's a blessing to you. If you have any topic suggestions or anything you'd like to throw my way, you can find me on Facebook at Alejandro Anchondo. And yeah, hope it's a blessing to all you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Kirk.